Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Time to talk Twins baseball. I've got a lot of fun talking Sid. He's joined us now in the studio. Uh, Thad Levine joining us uh, right now. Thad, uh, Twins are off to a nice start, uh, 2-0. and uh, If you count the game against the Gophers, your early uh, impressions of how things are going there at spring training. Well, you know, two years ago, it took us to the ninth inning in a wild pitch to beat the Gophers 2-1. to So triumphing the other day wasn't a foregone conclusion. <laughs> it's, it's tremendous to play against those guys. You know, it's, it's a... It's not a small thing for our team to get a chance to play against the University of Minnesota. John Anderson is really a valued member of our extended family, and, and I think it's a great experience for them. Uh, it's a tremendous opportunity for our young guys, and, and I think we had a lot of guys out there, quite a few of whom were on the field who would have been uh, in this upcoming draft class if they had gone to college. So it was a unique opportunity for them, but great, great situation for us to, to, to lock horns with, with John Anderson and his team and get a chance for a little fellowship. Thad, uh, the guy who's going to be 100 years old in three weeks just joined us here in the studio. I think Sid's got a baseball-related question. Sidney? What's the different spring training this year from last year? Uh, first of all, a happy birthday soon, Sid. Uh, honored to be talking to you on the radio. The, I think the biggest difference, Sid, so far has been the infusion of of the veteran presence. So we started bleeding that in last off season with the acquisitions of guys like Nelson Cruz and Marlon Gonzalez. And I think we really furthered that investment this off season by bringing in guys like Rich Hill, Josh Donaldson, bringing back Sergio Romo, uh, bringing in Tyler Clippard. And I think what we're seeing is just this great melting pot of our young up and coming stars married up with this veteran core of guys who really, I think, have done such a nice job of elevating the urgency to win, that that urgency is now and the opportunity is here in front of us, but also that you can't take anything whatsoever for granted. We're playing in a really tough division. The Cleveland Indians are the champions of this division for the last three of the last four years for a reason. Chicago has invested heavily in their team. And so I think the, the combination of those veterans married up with the, the young core of our team has really been a nice welcome change for this franchise. You know, last year I remember Thad uh, Nelson Cruz was didn't partake much in in terms of games in spring training, and I remember thinking, "Uh oh, what do we got here? You know, damaged goods. What is it, etc." And of course, he came out and had a banner season. Is he on a similar plan this year? How, how does he go about his business? You know, it's it's a great question, and I think I think it's it's, it's kind of part of the art artwork and the dance that that Rocco and his staff does with every single player here really understanding how many plate appearances, how many innings pitched they need to get ready for the season. And, and that's not formulaic. It's different from player to player. And uh, Nelson, as you referenced, he's been doing this for a long time. Uh, the back of his baseball card looks shockingly similar uh, over the last eight to 10 years mm-hmm. of his career in terms of what he's produced. So he has a little bit more latitude than, say, some of the younger guys in terms of dictating uh, or recommending and collaborating with our coaching staff as to what his playing time is going to be. All that being said, he's scheduled to play in tomorrow's game. So 
I think the fans are going to come out here to, in Fort Myers. They're going to get to see a chance to see him play starting tomorrow, and I think he'll work his at-bats in from there. Thad, uh, Sanoa first. Defensively, what kind of instructions? Who's working with him? And what are your expectations? You know, I think one thing that's understated about Miguel Sano is from the minute that there were rumors around Josh Donaldson, not that we were signing him, but that rumors that we had interest, uh, he started working with his team in the Dominican Republic on extending his defensive reps to first base. Uh, he continued that throughout the course of the offseason and then really doubled down his efforts when we did ultimately sign Josh Donaldson. So it's not as if he came into camp and had to, to go by a, a first baseman and that he had been working out this offseason. It's going to be a work in progress with him. I think that he, what's been really fun to see the last handful of days is, of course, he's working with Tony Diaz, who is our infield coordinator uh, at the major league, but he's also been working hand-in-hand with Michael Kadire, uh, a guy who, you know, kind of midway through his career started playing some first base a guy who had played on the left side of the infield, played some outfield in his career, and then all of a sudden moved to first base. And so that perspective, I think, should be invaluable for Miguel Sano. And the account that Michael Kadire gave was that this guy is truly invested over there. I think people may look at Miguel and think he's really in it just for, for the power at the plate. I think what fans should know is this guy's really dedicated to being a complete player and helping us defensively as well. <laughs> What's the latest? I'm busting. Buxton is doing great, Sid. He's, uh, he, he's, he's progressing back towards full health. Uh, the, the surgery went well. All the, all the points along the way have, have progressed as we had, had hoped and expected. Uh, he's, he's in the clubhouse. He's smiling from ear to ear. He's starting some real substantive baseball activities. Uh, he's, he's on pace to, 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 to be healthy. Uh, the question will be whether it will be ultimately at what point he starts playing in games down here. Uh, but we're, we're playing this one out for, for the long haul. And, and so we're a little less attentive to whether it's, you know, opening day or five days in or whenever it may be. He's going to let us know when he's ready to go. Our medical staff will support that. Uh, but our goal is to try to keep him as healthy for as many of the 162 and then ideally beyond as we possibly can this season. You know, obviously, um... Uh, your pitching staff, you've you got a lot of guys competing for starting spots, uh, and then you've got the, the, the now-famous bullpen games that everybody uses. How do you look at that? Do, do you tell Smeltzer, Dobnik, all these guys, hey, we want you to compete like you're going to throw six innings a game? Do, do you have any – is there an order there going, hey, just get yourself ready and we'll take it from there? Uh, how do you dictate what you want to see out of maybe that fifth spot, especially early? I, I think I think the mindset that uh, Wes Johnson – tries to instill in all of our pitchers is when you get handed the ball, try to get as many outs as you possibly can, but also know that this is going to be a team effort. Uh, we're going to have guys who come in behind you and we're, and we're going to also be attentive to some of the matchups and putting you in the absolute best position to succeed. Uh, we do have a handful of, of younger guys, most of whom got their feet wet in the big leagues last year, who will be competing for that fifth spot. Uh, we're excited about that group of guys. We know we're going to need those guys. We were really pretty blessed last, last year. Part of our success People talk a lot about the offense. People talk a lot about the home runs. But in practice, we were very healthy as a starting rotation. And that unit was was very solid uh, throughout the course of the season. We know we're going to need more starters to get through the season than probably what we were blessed to do last year. Uh, we, we've got guys like Smeltzer, Dobnak, Poppin, Julius Chassin's impressed so far in camp early on. Those guys will all be competing for spots with Thorpe and, and the like. And then, you know, the way we've constructed this team – Pineda will be coming back sometime mid-May. Rich Hill, ideally, will be coming back sometime June, July. So the Calvary's kind of coming. 
the reinforcements for the starting rotation have a chance to be showing up throughout the course of the year. And that doesn't even count whether we're going to have a real pleasant surprise from one of our starting pitchers who maybe finished last year at double A or triple A, some of our up and coming prospects. So we think we're in a really healthy position from a starting rotation standpoint, but certainly all of our collective experiences would suggest you never can have too many starting pitchers. Early impressions of some of the guys you've heard about for years, Lewis, Kirilov, uh, I didn't see Kirilov in there. I certainly saw Lewis, Larnack, some, uh, some of the others, uh, you know, arrival time, and how do you feel they're doing in their progress toward the majors? Well, you know, it was, it was really exciting when we played against the University of Minnesota two nights ago uh, to see the strength of the lineup that we put out there. Uh, was pretty spectacular. We didn't put anybody out there who really had significant big league time. We put all those players out that you just referenced. Uh, the only reason Alex Kirilov hasn't played in one of the first two games was because he and his wife were blessed to just have their first child. So he, he's been he's been away for a couple of days, and rightfully so. So he's going to be back in the mix here very soon. But one thing that I, I hope our fans truly, really appreciate, because we certainly do, is we've, we've got a very solid major league team, a very competitive team, uh, that we're very proud of. We also concurrently have one of the, you know, depending on which national pundit you, you read, we have one of the six to eight best farm systems in the game. At the same time, usually those levers of the seesaw are not quite so balanced. Usually when you're good at the major league level, you're a little bit thin in the minor leagues and vice versa. We, we were, we're blessed moment in time to have some really exciting young players coming up. And you, you just named a few. Uh, Trevor Larnick has looked terrific in camp. Alex Kirilov is swinging the bat really well. Royce Lewis is bouncing all all around. Ryan Jeffers is a catcher that we're really excited about. Travis Blankenhorn is a super utility guy who can play all over the place and really swing the bat well. Uh, Hilberto Celestino was the center fielder in that game uh, against the U, and he's a, a really talented defensive center fielder, can play all three, and is starting to come into his own offensively. And that's just naming a handful of guys, fellas. So, we, we could go on and on down the list. The point is it's, it's really exciting. The future is really bright for this franchise, and, and it's married up with what we hope to be a really bright present. Any surprises among the new pitchers? You know, I would say right now the there hasn't been a ton of surprises. We've got some really exciting arms in camp. And this time of camp, you're kind of familiarizing yourself with some of the, the free agents you brought in, some of the minor league free agents that you brought in. And, and so far, we're only two games in, but we, we've given up a grand total of one run. So needless to say, the pitching has, has really impressed so far. And I would say, I, I would just quote Mike Bell, who is our new uh, new bench coach, coming over. And, you know, he, he's really trying to get to know all these all these players. He said the thing that's been so impressive to him so far is just the consistency of strike throwing from our pitchers and just challenging hitters, uh, you know, up and down the lineup. And that's been from a lot of our younger guys who have been the ones who towed the rubber so far. So I think that's a really encouraging thing. Uh, if we can keep throwing strikes and keep uh, keeping our, our defense engaged, uh, good things are going to happen for us. Dad, we talked about position players. You've got some lesser-known pitchers. I mean, people said, oh, man, they gave up on Brewster Gratterall. Could you just run through a couple of the names of the people you're so excited about, several of whom are starting to make top 100 prospect lists? Oh, it's a – you know, it's the the, uh, the group that matriculated to Double A last year was 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 really exciting. Uh, and you know, I don't want to downplay what what we accomplished at Triple A. We we mentioned a few of those guys: Devin Smelter, Randy Dobnak, Sean Poppin, Lewis Thorpe. Those guys all made it all the way up to Triple A last year and, and and pitched in the big leagues for us, some in the in the postseason, quite frankly. And you know, that that's a great wave of starting pitching to have sitting at Triple A. The guys sitting right behind them are guys we're really excited about as well. 
Uh, Edward Kalina, maybe a name that our fans haven't quite familiarized themselves with just yet. He was a low do- dollar sound by Jose Leon out of Venezuela. He's a right-handed pitcher. Uh, currently starting, could end up being in the pen, yet to be determined. He throws 96 to 100 miles an hour with one of the better sliders we have in our whole system. He finished the year at AA last year and really just dominated the hitters down there, as, as you could expect. We've got John Duran, who, who finished the year at AA as well. He was one of the pieces of, that we acquired when we traded Eduardo Escobar to the Arizona Diamondbacks. You know, a tough trade for us due to the popularity of Escobar. Duran was really the centerpiece of that deal. A right-handed starter, six foot five, two hundred and forty pounds, throws ninety-four to ninety-eight with a with a four-pitch mix. Uh, we think he has a chance to be a, a real climber of a rotation and, and not too far away. Uh, and then Jordan Balazovic is a guy that I think our fans are starting to familiarize himself with and have heard about. Tremendous job by our amateur scouting group. Uh, Walt Burroughs up in Canada, a high school sign out of the draft, and is, is a guy who's just risen in a meteoric fashion through our system. He's a right-handed pitcher, also six foot five, uh, and he finished the year at Double A as well. So th- those are just three names. We, we also uh, on that staff, guys, that Griffin Jacks did a tremendous job. Bailey Ober did a tremendous job. That, that's effectively the starting five at Double A last year. Guys will get a chance to pitch maybe maybe at double A, maybe even start at triple A. But we see them as the wave behind that wave we just talked about. And we just are going to need to keep having those guys hit the beach. Those waves are going to need to hit the beach for us to support the major league club. But right now, health-wise, uh, from just a depth of starting pitching, it's really exciting well, what we're seeing here in spring training. That's Levine. Always a pleasure to have you on his show. And for being on his show, we'll get you uh, – Certificate to Murray, the best steakhouse in the country. Thank you very much for having me on, guys. That much Thanks, appreciated. Dad. All right, we'll be back. We're going to change the subject to talk hockey when we come back. You're listening to Sports Huddle. Sid, Dave, and Mike. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 